0: Hello and welcome to another Decibel New Music podcast discussing um, the compositions created for the Two Minutes from Home project where 22-minute compositions are created for the Decibel New Music Ensemble in 2020. Today I'll be talking to cellist Tristan Parr and dancer choreographer Laura Boynes about my piece Delay Tance. Hello Tristan and Laura. Welcome to the podcast about Delayed Taints. Hi, Hello. It's kind of strange because, you know, we all know each other so well and um, this piece was actually originally written for your wedding. So it's really great that we've finally had an opportunity to make it um, together. So I thought I'd uh, start by talking to you, Laura, about scores for choreography or scores for dancing and just wondering what how you approached the notation in the way that you you move and the way you I guess yeah the way you read it
1: good question with my background in contemporary dance um, there are traditionally a few um, ways of notating contemporary dance but really a lot of um, choreographers now don't choose to notate their movement any other way than um through video so it's always been really interesting to me when I've worked with Decibel having to interpret scores with the body because I guess that's not something that I've had to do very often so in terms of um delay taints it was really you know a pleasure because yes like he said you um you know, wrote the work for us, which was an amazing gift. Um, But then also the directions um, that you put on the score were very um, specific and clear. So for me, um, that made my job quite um, easy. Um, Easy in a a sense, but so for instance, um, directions on the score um, may have been To do with tempo or my um, interaction and proximity to Tristan in the space, Uh, circular movement with shapes on the screen. So you were really clear with those directions, but then I have a lot of freedom um, within that, I suppose. Um, I suppose one of the most challenging things about this work was that the tempo is is slow and quite drawn out and for the physical body that can be sometimes more laborious or hard to maintain a constant slower speed without letting your other kind of natural body rhythms come in. So I found that really interesting with this work and in the
0: score and I imagine, I mean, you're pregnant when you did this performance. So, does that affect the way your body feels? I mean, it obviously, it affects the way your body feels, but, you know, things like for something extremely slow, I imagine that would make it even more challenging, right? Because you're Yeah. Around. I mean, it was probably perfect actually because I,
1: I didn't have to do too much huffing and puffing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but definitely. Um, the weight of the body is really different, the way the muscles are working to accommodate, you know, for the baby on the front side of the body, that was all quite different, but really interesting actually
0: having to negotiate your way through the space. Mm. Yeah, Mm. I can imagine. And what about you, Tristan? I mean, you've played quite a few of my pieces now um, and you'd be really familiar with the, the note you know, the notation. So what was it like um, performing with a, a movement artist instead of another musician? Did, was there something you could talk about there?
2: Um, well, I think from just uh, the score alone, it actually, um, it was it was quite a challenge, A, because of the pace, because um, it was, you know, moving very slowly, but also just the range, really trying to, um, find that full range of the instrument but also be very reserved with movement not leave yourself in a sort of awkward position up high, down low being able to move higher or being able to move lower but I think um you know I think Laura did most of the heavy lifting as far as our relationship to one another because her you know her the the way that the score was written for her was certainly more in relation to me in the space than vice versa so I, I felt that you know I was reacting to her probably more physically than than anything else but um, she certainly had to do the um, you know was far more aware of where I was in the space um, and and really tried to push the the parameters as much as possible when the instructions were close far high low you know really making sure that that was there was a good bit of consistency there between the score and her, her movement
0: because I've always been interested in you know, I use the score like top to bottom as pitch and obviously mm. goes through time, but I imagine for dance, you wouldn't necessarily look at the top of the score as the heart, you know, your most extended body and the, the bottom part as close to the ground, would you, Laura?
1: Um, not what? necessarily. I think um, it depends a little on the score. Mm. Sometimes it's really easy um, to visualise the score and what's happening in it with the body in that if something's on the top of the score, I might think of that as my fingertips if they're above my head, mm-hmm. um, so my full extension. But then other times um, I like to think about sort of laying the score down on the floor, so to speak, so it's more like a map. Um, right or a floor pattern to follow. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, that's what I really like about it. It's each score when it, we've um, performed them in the past have been so different and that gives such a range to play with.
0: Um, it's not the first time you've performed a piece with, with Decibel, is it, Laura? Because you, you've done Pieces of Mine but also the John Cage project, which I think you danced in Perth Malaysia and Brisbane, right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, we, I think the first, m- might have even been 2013 or possibly the first year that we did John Cage at the um, WA Museum mm-hmm. um, and then we, yeah, we did Brisbane, Malaysia and Japan. We did
0: Japan. Yeah, That's we- right. And there was, a, there was quite a few scores in Japan, so you definitely yes. had a few goes. And and is it different, um, Tristan, you know, you've, you've played music for Laura many times and you've written your own music um, for performances where you're both involved. What's different about playing someone else's score?
2: You know, I think it was actually quite um, mildly restrictive, this score, because of, I think because of the length of it and wanting to stay really... Um, as um, slow moving as possible. And there's, there's not really the reactions to Laura are, are actually quite durational as well. Whereas if mm. we're working together, those sort of reactions, um, particularly improvising live together, would be far more kind of not just spontaneous, mm. but certainly maybe would shift a bit a bit quicker as well.
0: One of the materials I used for creating the um, graphics, um, were a series of photos I took of Laura in Japan actually the one we were just talking about where we had that residency and I I left them in the score as a reference and I just wondered did you use those at all or did you just use the the kind of I the, the think, drawings? Um,
1: you know I, I really had kind of fond memories of uh, doing that um, in Tokyo and I think I wasn't kind of directly referencing the images, but I do feel like the shapes of the fingers and the hands coming through the hair into my um, material um, in the performance.
0: Is it much softer than the lines themselves, really, um, because of their opacity and things? So I'm kind of glad that you decided to make a version, you know, that you asked for for those to be included in the score, because originally they they were left out.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed that and also the kind of shape, the lines of the hair were quite interesting to follow as well. Yeah, and I
0: think that um, another interesting thing about this piece was the, the the fact that you both could perform it together I and mean, we originally kind of imagined that that may, you know, well you could do it together in your home but you're actually able to be in a theatre.
2: I didn't quite know how that would <laughs> actually given the rest of the state of affairs everywhere else but we were involved in a in a artist lab um that was put on by performing lines WA where they had I think it was upwards of 80 artists that were sort of um you know given um sort of free reign of the Subiaco Arts Centre for for about a month and there was loads of um workshops and master classes talks sort of open forums showings um as part of that and we thought it would be a good opportunity during that time to, um, yeah, just grab the the main theatre there, mm. um, switch the lights on and, and do mm. it in there. So, mm. and I think, you know, in reality it was, I think we probably have enough space at the house to be able to do it. I actually think that having, you know, that much open space behind mm. the, the, the footage and it, it felt... It
1: felt quite poignant to have all those empty yeah, seats. Yeah, empty there. seats and, and, and you know, so
2: much space. And, you know, obviously no audience, no one else in the room, it was just the two of us, but uh, certainly is telling a story about not necessarily what's going on in the world at the moment, but certainly what's going on in our world at the moment in Perth. So, um, yeah, I think it was uh, to take it outside of the house. I I don't think it's going to be too, you know, jarring against the other works.
0: Well, I think it's an interesting story about how this COVID situation is evolving throughout Australia, you know, the different paces where here in Melbourne, we're still living with a curfew and um, restricted movement. Uh, Whereas in Perth, you're almost going back to normal, right?
2: Like Well, and we, yeah, we, and also never have, although we had lockdown, it's never, ever been as bad as
0: Melbourne,
2: you know, Mm. lots of other places in the world. But yeah, we've, it's been very light, but also that what the future looks like for WA still remaining closed over Christmas and you know towards the new year, yeah. Mm. I just wonder at what point you do need to start really trying to move forward. Mm.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I was wondering that if we, um, you know, w- well, we've we've discovered that we're likely to be doing these pieces live at some stage. Mm. Um, you know, that might be the time, Laura, that you're actually not in the same space. I mean you know, it might turn out that that is the moment, there's a kind of remote yeah. engagement. I mean, who, who knows what's gonna, you know, whether this is all gonna be over next mm-hmm. year when that concert's booked for, them, I think it's the middle of next year. I wanted to ask you if you had any questions for me.
2: I was wondering the same thing, whether we were allowed to <laughs> ask questions of you. Given that it was, you know, we're talking about 2018, March 2018 was when you gave us the work and it's mm-hmm. taken some years have passed since that time. Um, how did you feel about the work, you know, given where you developed your own practice to over those two years, but also, where, um, you know, how did you find the um, listening to the work, watching the work um, compared to what you had your original ideas? And also, where does it sit when, you know, it's that thing of having written something a few years ago and then then it comes out and do you still feel comfortable with um, the way you see it, see it and hear it? Well I think
0: I made a couple of small adjustments to it um, yeah. not you know before we did the final version it's interesting because this was the, one of the first ones I, I think I'd written really clearly yeah you know, intentionally for for dance choreography but it's interesting that I'd written another piece with dance choreography that since then that has been performed in the Brisbane festival last year of course, so yeah. you know, that was kind of weird that the first one I wrote was the not the first one to be performed. Mm. Um, look, I was really thrilled with the way it, it's come together. Yeah, not many things have changed in my notation style since then. Also, the Shadow of Mill, that piece, has happened yeah. since that one. Yeah. So uh, you and I work together a bit more intensely, I suppose, with these kind of solo cello and, and subtone pieces. So I kind of like the way it fits into that. Yeah. Um, but I don't I was looking at it and and trying to remember how I drew over the hair and hand pictures and I really can't find them. Yeah. <laughs> I could never go back and work out how that was done. And but I kind of like that because time kind of dislocates things a little bit and that's that's not a bad outcome.
1: Do you think um do you think the time in Japan, you know, influenced how that work? was made I mean we obviously took the images there and you I think you started working on the piece but did that influence the score um
0: well the reason I I used them was because I know that you were both engaged at that time so it was for me a nice link to your wedding that I'd taken those photos during that period um and I think when I took the photos I didn't really know what I was going to do with them Mm. So it took. I think it took the occasion of your wedding to kind of give me the idea to use them as a source for the notation. I like the fact that it isn't super clear to everybody the relationship between the actual notation and the photographs, mm. um, and that the opacity of them talks to the way choreography and music relate because it's never really super clear, right? Like we feel mm. it when we're musicians and dancers, the relationship, but I don't think the audience always sees it the way we feel it, if that makes sense. Definitely not. Is that the yeah, experience pretty- that you've had?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on there. and But I think that's also the beauty of getting to work in these relationships. We don't need everyone to kind of understand every tiny moment. There's room for interpretation and for people to sit in within the work and have their own thoughts. And I think that's a really great thing. Hmm. So,
0: well, thanks both very much for talking to me today and... Um,
2: thanks for the piece, cat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, glad to be able to play It, a, it was a thanks.
0: real pleasure. Two Minutes from Home is a project initiated by the Decibel New Music Ensemble. It sees 22-minute online compositions commissioned for 2020. Each of these pieces engages with the Decibel Score Player, an iPad application that facilitates the network reading of graphic notation. Each commission results in an audiovisual outcome that can be found on our website decibelnewmusic.com or vimeo.com forward slash DecibelNewMusic. This project has been generously supported by the Australia Council for the Arts.